I'm Ariane Elfant, and this is Death the Podcast. Death may be defined as the destruction or permanent end of something. At Death the Podcast, we are looking closely at what happens when something ends. We listen, learn about, and discuss the stories that surround the subject of death. These stories bring up much more than feelings of fear and sadness. They offer opportunities for connection, for hope, and sometimes even for humor. Ultimately, if we are open to exploring death, we create greater potential to experience life. Approximately 30 years ago, Mark Brewer witnessed the planting of a tree to honor the passing of his friend's father. Today, in Irvine, California, the tree remains a living tribute to the departed. This tree, along with the untimely passing of a friend in 2010, were the seeds of inspiration for The Living Urn, a green burial company co-founded by Mark and his friends Mike Wallace and Brandon Patty. The Living Urn offers consumers a sustainable, environmentally friendly way to memorialize their loved ones. Joining us today on Death the Podcast to discuss this cutting-edge technology is co-founder of The Living Urn, Mark Brewer. Welcome, Mark. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you tell us more about your personal experience and how The Living Urn came to be? Yeah, sure, sure. So we, um, you know, trees have been planted in memory of people for thousands of years. You look back in, in Europe and everywhere else, it's been planted as a, a living memory. And, and back when we were in elementary school, myself and two of my childhood friends, we witnessed a planting of a tree in memory of our friend's father. And um, kind of stuck with us. It, it, you know, going back today, you can still see the tree remains. And it's growing and thriving, and it's kind of a touching ceremony. Then, just back in 2010, one of my partners had a um, a friend pass, and they they were looking to do a unique thing with the for the ceremony and the memorial, and they planted a tree. So that kind of stuck with us, and you know, we we wanted to develop something that was unique and uplifting, and that really really um, served as a great memorial for people and for pets, and that's why we developed the Living Urn. Can you walk me through um, the sustainable, environmentally friendly process you use at the Living Urn? Yeah, yeah, sure. So basically, all of our products are natural. Um, there's no toxic agents or chemicals in the products. The urn itself is made of plant materials, and it's really made with pressure, and there's no glues or, or, or chemicals involved. The um, bamboo container, bamboo is a sustainable resource. That's what it's packaged in. Um, all the soil additives are organic. Um, that we provide. And then the tree seedling, of course, is a, is a tree, baby tree. So, so the whole package is eco-friendly and sustainable. And, um, and we wanted to, that's why you know, it really took a long time to develop it because the, uh, it, was a, it was a challenge not only to figure out the best eco-friendly uh, components, but also to make sure it worked. And that's been really important for us to make sure we developed a product that actually worked and actually grew a tree. When you get this package, what do you what do you do with it in relation to the ashes? Yeah, sure. So we work with a lot of funeral homes um, in the U.S. and basically a lot of them would fill the fill the um, urn, the biodegradable urn, up with the remains. So that goes on the bottom, and then we include simple instructions for the family to add the soil additives on top. You bury it in the ground and basically plant the tree seedling on top of the of the urn. So the roots go grow down through the urn and grow the tree on top. If you're not working with a funeral home, can this be something that your average person does? Yeah, yeah. And even with a funeral home, families take it home with them and plant, mm -hmm. usually. Um, and yeah, every average person can do it. We made, we made the instructions very simple. So we worked with 
arborists and soil scientists and all sorts of people to figure out how we can create instructions that worked, but really were really simple for everybody. Um, because we know not everybody has a green thumb and, and, and knows gardening that well. So we figured let's make a, something that works and, and really, really is a step-by-step simple process. And how is it determined, like, what um, what kind of tree will be grown? And I'm assuming based on where people live directs a lot. Right, right. So we work with the Arbor Day Foundation. Um, they're based out of Lincoln, Nebraska, and they, they've been doing this for a long time. Um, they have over a million members and affiliates. And they've really set up a zone map. So there's over uh, nine planting zones we work with in the U.S. alone. And we can narrow it down by some of these zip code too, because sometimes the lines are aren't perfect uh, linear lines on the zip, on the planting zone map. So we really break that down on exactly where that person lives or where they're planting the tree, and then we offer them options for that area for that climate. Um, and we're most in most zones we're about 19 to 20 trees per zone. Uh, when you go farther south, some of the zones have less just because it's a different climate environment. Uh, what happens if? something goes wrong with the way that your tree's growing what kind what kind of support does a person have once they do yeah this? sure that's a great question and we take it we take it very seriously because um we're dealing with somebody who passed and we we want to make sure it works um so we offer we have uh, customer service right here in denver who answers a phone which we think is really important um especially when somebody lost somebody recently right so they're emotional they want to make sure it works for them um and then you know we're dealing with nature we have a great success rate on our trees because we're not using seeds. We're using baby trees. They've already been, the seeds been germinated. It's already gone through that phase, that process. And, um, but we are still dealing with nature. So occasionally if a tree doesn't take, we understand and we'll give them a new one. No problem. So we just want to make sure the family has a good outcome with the, with the tree growth in the, in the process. So that's great. So if you're having a problem, you just, you call your customer support and they either, address and help you fix what is already going on or you get another tree. Right. Exactly. And we, we actually, and then we can do tests on the tree, really simple tests we can have them do just to check the tree itself. And we have arborists who can help out as well with the process. So we try to do, do the whole customer service and we'll never you know outsource that because we just think it's so important for our business and for, for people to, to make sure they have a good outcome. So I would imagine the people, even the people working the customer service, that not only do they have to obviously be knowledgeable and definitely have a green thumb, but they also have to be sensitive to the the type of caller they're they're receiving a call from. Right. Yeah, exactly. We're not selling a typical product. So they definitely have to be sensitive and um, understand, um, you know, just understand the needs of the person, right, and what they're looking to do. Because some people are emotional. We have people that call that lose somebody the same day whether it be a family member, a child, and they, they call the hour later. So they're really emotional, don't know what they want. And, and so that's that's those are tough calls to feel, but at the same time, we're trying to help people. So I think it's a good thing to, to do that. So so who is answering this customer service line? Uh, we have a couple <laughs> people. Uh, we have about five people here in Denver um, that do customer service. Um, and we're growing right now, so we're actually in the process of hiring more. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's who does it. And we 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 answer the phone six days a week. Somebody can call and ask questions. And then if, if there's an urgent thing on Sunday, we'll call them back. We'll make sure somebody calls back. They leave a message. So we just think that's kind of critical for our success. And, you know, other people in the space, you know, you look at online businesses, you look at things like that, but it's just in, in our, you know, it just, without that customer service component, we just feel like we're leaving a big gap for the families that use our product. So that's kind of 
an important piece of the puzzle. What kind of direction do you give to people about where where to plant their tree? Yeah, sure. So the instructions include um, include that you know you're supposed to keep it so many feet from a structure, depending on the type of tree, um, and then also how to prepare the area where the tree's going to be planted. So that's really important. Um, you know, that's a that's a kind of a key thing. Um, some trees prefer more, prefer more sun, some don't. So there's a lot, a lot of factors when you get down to specific trees. Uh, but in general, we try to pick the trees in that zone that were easier to grow. We try to get, give them great options and, and, and pick out trees that were hardier and could really, you know, survive the different elements. And that was kind of a focus of our tree selection process, too. And are there restrictions about planting um, planting trees that have a living urn? Yeah, you know, there's um, in different uh, areas in the U.S., there are different rules and regulations. So we always um, recommend to customers that ask about that to just check with your local county or city offices to find out if there are any. Um, we've had cases in certain places where there were restrictions and there's just so many different local areas, right? It's hard for us to know every single one and then keep updated on the, on the different rules if there are some. But, um, but yeah, in, in certain cases, um, people that had regulations in their area would basically they can get a large pot in, in the cases we had. And, and this could be planted not only in the yard, but we have a, a version of a living urn you could plant in a large pot and grow a, a small tree or a plant or flowers with the, with the urn. So that's another option for people. And I guess, I guess that might be nice for people who are interested in moving with, with their tree. Right, right. Exactly. That's definitely something. Um, the other thing we're seeing now is a big movement with memorial gardens popping up. So instead of a, um, a cemetery would dedicate a portion of their land to tree planting instead of just having, you know, the, the burials. Um, so that's an interesting movement we're seeing. But they do full ceremonies and services, and then they take care of the tree at the cemetery. Um, and it varies by state on the regulation on that, but it, we're seeing these pop up throughout the country. Um, and we just had a new one join us in Florida. That's a big, really big site. It's 100 acres. Um, they're dedicating the tree growth. That, I mean, that must be so beautiful to visit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a great it's a great thing. And they're they're starting it now and they have a big natural preserve, but they want to, you know, populate it with trees and then help people take care of the trees. Um, like you said, if somebody moves, they can always know their tree is there. Right. It's being cared for. What kind of competition do you have in your field, Mark? You know, it's 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 limited. Um, we're the only um, biodegradable urn and planting system that's been designed to use tree seedlings. Um, and, and that's really important just because growing, as we talked about before, right, growing a tree from a seed can be challenging, um, for the novice grower. Um, the competition there, there are some companies out there. Um, um, and there's a, there's a, you know, some companies overseas as well that just don't have the customer service. Um, but we're, we're really the only one, we're the only one using the, um, using a tree seedling with our product and designing the product to use that seedling. So, so the tree seedling and the customer support sound like two things that really differentiate. They're, they're, two, they're two things, exactly. And there's one more thing that we, that we pride ourselves in that we think is important. Um, and one thing that Compton is not doing is we give a customer everything they need to plant. We give them soil additives. So one thing that's important and took us a couple of years to perfect and figure out is that, is that you know, the, the cremated remains are very basic on the pH scale where a lot of trees like more acidic growing environments. So to, to try to figure out how to, and, and they're also cremated remains are also very, they're high in sodium a lot of times, right? So we had to create 
um, we created something we call ash neutralizing agent, which is poured on top of the remains inside the urn. And then we also give families uh, growth mix as well as wood chips put on top. So we try to give them the whole package. We know when people are emotional, they don't want to run to the store and, and you know pick out different soils and things like that. We thought we'd give them the whole package where they could really grow a living memory from from one product. And and do you have people? I know you mentioned that you have people that will call very shortly after they lose a loved one. Do you have people who um, order ahead of time and plan plan to use your services? Yeah, that's been a movement. Um, it's been really interesting because we didn't expect that in the beginning. That would be a big demand for that product. And so we we recently developed about two months ago a new version of the Living Urn for people interested in pre planning. So um, basically, what it is, it's the Living Urn system that we send them right away. And then inside of the um, the packaging, there's a voucher card. So when the time is right, whether it's 30 years from now, 10 years from now, five years from now they can have their family member call us or email us and select their tree. So that will be delivered fresh from the nursery for them to plant. So that, that product's really taking off um, now because people are loving the product, but they're saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not gone yet. What do I do? And, and that's kind of a way they can do it. And then it's already paid for. Everything's already covered. You don't have to you know, do it later. So it's kind of a thing they can do now. That's great. So the things that you send people ahead of time don't have like an expiration date to them. You know, one thing we do, so... The urn itself, as long as it's kept in a dry place, does not have an expiration date. Of course, the bamboo packaging doesn't have an expiration date. The soil additives do, and what we do there is if it's over you know, a year or so since after, we, um, after they get the package, we'll just send them new soil additives with the tree seedling. So that's what we do. Once they get the seedling, then they'll have fresh additives to put in with the living urn. Can you tell me a little bit about um, a follow-up process that you use for your customers? Yeah, we, um, we do regular six-month and one-year follow-ups with customers just to make sure that you know, everything's going well, the tree's growing, any questions they may have. And, and it's been great. It's great to do that, A, to figure out how we can improve you know, our, our, our process and then also to, to learn from our customers. And, and then the, but the, the good news there is we've gotten great responses. People are just so excited. The tree's growing well, and, and they just love the memorial. Um, and so with that, we've gotten a number of testimonials coming in, um, and people just, you know, all sorts of different stories with that. People building gazebos by the, by the plant or by the tree, um, you know, just all, a number of different stories that are really uplifting to hear. That's really nice. I was going to ask you what, what kind of personal stories or narratives you've had cross your way since starting all of this? Yeah. I mean, there's been a ton of them. And, um, you know, we launched this product a little over a year ago. And so it's been a, a we, we developed it for a couple of years and launched a little over a year ago. And we have over 250 funeral homes now carry the living urn. And we have, uh, you know, thousands of customers now in the U.S. And uh, the stories keep coming in and we're getting more and more stories as we, <laughs> as the days go on. And, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, a lot of them are really emotional. A lot of them, it's it's hard to it it just hits it hits home, and it's um, but that the the message on most of them is that you know this has really helped us out. This is a great memorial, um, and so so yeah, I think it's it's been great. And some of the stories, I mean, we had somebody, gosh, today, um, who lost a child and and called us today a six month old baby. And, and those are always tough. Right. And they couldn't afford to pay for the living urn. 
Um, so we, we have a bereavement fund set up, so we paid for it for her and we covered the cost we had. Um, and then we have people that, you know, lose a father, but he had a special place in the mountains. So they bury it up there and, and create a memorial garden there. And so we just have, you know, tons of stories coming in daily. And then they send us pictures. So we developed a testimonial page on our website recently, just to incorporate a lot of these stories into the, into the site. So people can see, you know, what people are saying and, and just, you know, the effect it's having on people. That's wonderful. How has this impacted the way you think about the end of your own life or the end of loved, loved ones? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It gets us, gets me thinking every day about it because we, we hear from customers, their story, what happened. And it just makes you realize that life is so precious. And, and, and also it makes you realize how important a memorial is to families that are left behind. And whether it's a pet somebody loses um, or it's a family member, a person, um, we just recognize that that memorial is, you know, the most important thing as a memory of that person that still remains. Right. So so we take it very seriously with our product. And like, you know, and going back to your question, it, it also makes us, you know, think about it from our own perspective. And, and we think of our customers as what if that was my family and, and going through that? I want to make sure they're taken care of. So that's that's another driver to make sure. That's why we spent two years developing the product and flying around the country, meeting with arborists and soil scientists and, and really to make sure we were developing something that worked because the last thing we wanted to do was to make something we didn't stand behind and then have it not work, right? So the key thing there was developing something we could stand behind. And that's what we did with the Living Urn. So I'm, ass- I'm assuming that you would want a tree for yourself? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't know what tree yet. So that's, that's the big question. But I hopefully have some time to decide or my wife will have to decide for me if I don't. <laughs> well, hopefully you, you have plenty and plenty of time to decide. I just imagine that all this must um, all this <laughs> must go through your head, having it be so personal. And yeah, it's, it's very personal. And I think that there are a lot of options out there and it just depends on the family and whatever, you know, we have an uplifting option that we believe in stand behind, but there are other options out there as well. And I think it kind of goes right in line with the cremation trend. Um, you know, we're seeing, and, and I'm sure the audience has heard, but the cremations in the U S now are, are more than burials. Um, more people being cremated and choosing that direction than being buried. And the trends are supposed to explode to, to, to 70% cremation. I think it's the number by 2030. Um, and so with that trend, people are looking at, well, maybe I don't want to be just sitting on the mantle forever. Maybe I want to do something else with my remains, right, or my loved one's remains. And that's kind of a driver of this as well, is that it, it presents an uplifting option for people. And, and we know it's not for everybody. We, we understand that. And there's other uplifting options out there as well. But it does present a good option, I think. And that's what we try to we, – that's what we did make with the Living Urn. And what percentage of your business is – pets versus people? Um, you know, a large percentage of our business is people. And I, the driver of that is the funeral homes we work with. And we're in over 250 funeral homes now in the U.S. And we have more signing up daily. So that's a movement that keep, keeps going. Um, on the pet side, it, it's interesting, though, because that's also a growing segment of our business. And we're, we're lining up with some, some groups now that we think can really launch that side of the business faster. Um, and just make it available to more families. I think the big thing is awareness. So being in the funeral homes, families go in and they see it. They see it sitting on the shelf. They can talk to their funeral director about it. Um, and it's really getting the, the word out there and, and making people aware of the option. 
I could see how it would be helpful to have that a similar kind of relationship with with veterinary hospitals or e- even more and more it seems like there are there are more and more options to people when they lose their pets about how to memorialize them that that vets seem to be aware of sure sure yeah and we're we're working on that now we have a a team of people working on that market and and figuring out um you know the best way to go about it and we're reaching out to large vet groups that's a, that is a, a big area for us just because they um you know they're the they're the point of contact just like a funeral home is usually for a person right or a family the veterinarian is usually the first point of contact for the family with a pet so we recognize that and, and that's something that would help with the awareness on the pet side tell me the most interesting place somebody has has uh, planted a tree so yeah we had a um a just recently we had somebody who informed us they planted it on a golf course. Of course, they had to get permission, but her husband loved golf. He was an avid golfer, a professional golfer for a while. And he, um, they planted it on, a, on the 18th hole of a, of a major golf course. And so that was a neat story. They did a whole ceremony there. Now he'll always be on, that, on his favorite hole, the golf course. Um, we've had others that are planting in church properties. Um, just all sorts of stories coming in about where they're planting, um, what's being done. And so we get, and like I said, we get more daily. And for for you and your two business partners, did you did the three of you ever imagine that this would, I don't know, that this would evolve the way it has? You know, we never imagined we'd be, um, you know, years ago. Uh, we never thought we'd be in that business. But I think we um, once we developed the product and figured out how it worked, and and really spent a lot of time making sure it worked. Um, we knew we knew we had something that would be great for families. So so yeah, I think I think you know I, I think it um, it was first making sure we can do it, making sure we can develop something that that was successful and that it worked for people, that, that it grew a tree or grew a plant or grew grew flowers. And once we did that, we knew that there was a large market. And just by you know speaking to people we knew, we 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 talked to a number of funeral homes and met with them about this. And the feedback we got was outstanding. So at that point, we knew we had something special um, that we just it wasn't just us saying we liked it. It was more people saying, um, yeah, this is great. This is a good option for, for people and for families. So it must feel good to come to work and be you. It, it's good. It's challenging, um, but it's a it's a great business. And, and we're really excited about the, um, the future. And we have more products coming out now around this. We have a, something called a memory gift tree. And what it basically is, it's a um, it's an evergreen tree seedling. So it's a, either a pine, spruce, or a cypress tree, which are really hardy seedlings. And it's about um, a foot long, and it comes in a really nice bamboo packaging. Um, and people can get it, and they can we can write a personalized message on there for them on a card. And basically, it's a gift for people to give families um, or give their their friend who maybe had a birthday, or give to a family who lost somebody. But it's still in line with our whole eco-friendly movement. And, and since we're in the tree business, it really helps, you know, having this product as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a third product we recently came out with and beta tested in 40 funeral homes. It's called Funeral Trees. And it's really an affordable gift that, um, that funeral homes can give to the families that use their services. Um, it's a real nice touching gift. It has a, it's personalized to the funeral home. Um, and it's something they can hand out after a service is done. Just say thank you. Um, and we just think it's a great alternative to give a tree instead of something else, whether it be a, a pin or, or something. We think a tree is a great touch. What do you find the most challenging? 
the most challenging with this business, it, it's really the, the customer service and, and making sure that people are taken care of. Um, that's, that's the most challenging thing, just to make sure we have the right staff in place to handle calls that aren't a typical customer service call. And so that's something we, we pride ourselves in and we have to make sure we're always watching it and monitoring it and making sure everybody that, you know, is looking to purchase a living urn or purchase a living urn is well taken care of and, and, you know, and, and can speak to somebody when they need to. Right. No, I can definitely see how the person answering the phone needs to not be your average, your average person. I mean, and knowing a lot about the product almost seems like the easy part. It seems like the harder part is dealing with all the complications, emotional complications that probably come up. Yeah, sure. And, and a lot of people want to have a ceremony on a certain date. So we have to accommodate. We want to accommodate that date. Um, and so it's a balance and, and really finding, you know, certain trees can only be planted in certain times of the year. Um, so we have that as well. We have to explain to people. So it's just really doing a balance of that. But I do think that customer service is super important. And we spend a lot of time making sure that's done really well. Um, so that was that was a big thing for us. And your website's so good. It's really thorough. Um, oh, thank you. The information Thanks. you give people, which I think I think is so nice, because I can imagine not want, necessarily wanting to call and talk to anybody until I had to. Right. Uh, yeah, and we're we're redoing the website now. We're actually adding on one thing that's not visible to people is the the pre planning version of the living urns, and that's something you touched on, which I think is great because that is in high demand. We're seeing a lot of people that love the idea, but you know they haven't passed away yet, or, or their loved one hasn't passed away yet. So it's something that really. I think is a really great opportunity for, for them to get it ahead of time and pre-plan. Well, I think there is such a movement now to a plan plan for end of life and be, be thoughtful and mindful and direct about your wishes. And so I love that you have um, explored that opportunity already for people so that when that comes sure. up for them, it's made easy. Sure, sure. No, that's definitely, definitely the case. And I think that it makes, gives people peace of mind, too, that's already taken care of. Um, I think the one thing, maybe one thing to touch on, I mean, and we don't touch on this a lot, but the lower cost option, because, you know, one of the drivers of the cremation movement is, is affordability. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing in, in, in full service funerals, there's a big range. Um, but on average, they're about $10,000, um, which is one of the drivers of the cremation market, people looking for more affordable options. And we feel that our product gives them that option. It really gives them an affordable um, uplifting avenue to, to with what to do with their loved one after they pass. Um, and that's something we, we hear over and over again. Um, we appeal to pretty much every demographic in the U S every, every social staff. I mean, everybody that, you know, goes through the, uh, the process of having a loved one pass away, um, looks at this as being not only an uplifting option, but an affordable option as well. It sounds like you're, you're willing, able, and have helped out people who want to do this, who maybe don't have the funds to. Yeah, so we dedicate um, uh, a few dollars for every purchase, every sale um, to a bereavement fund. And that's, that's something that goes toward people that can't afford it on their own. Um, and we've used this now a couple of times for families. And I think it goes a long way. The response we get from those families is amazing because they never expect to get it for free. And, and just it's really touching. So that's something we, we did. Um, and I, you know, we want to increase that fund and make it available to more people um, just because I think it's a good, a good thing to do um, and it helps people out. Right. An affordable option, a sustainable option, an option that keeps giving life at, at the end of life. So it's very full, right. it's very full circle. Right. Definitely. 
So Mark Brewer, thank you so much for being with us today on Death the Podcast. Thank you for having me. The word death evokes all sorts of personal feelings, images, and stories. These stories are amazing, and sharing them connects us more fully to life. I'm Ariane Elfont, and you have been listening to Death the Podcast. Join us for our next episode in this series. This show is produced and engineered by Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Jill Gross. Our theme music, It Happened, is written by David Milling and is performed by David Milling and Charles Milling. To hear more of David's music, go to his website, davidmilling.com. Our social media director is Jolie Robichaud. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, if you can take a moment to rate and review us, that helps other people find us. You can find Death the Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or at deaththepodcast.com. Death the Podcast is a production of INO Broadcasting. Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.